0: This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant.
1: Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant, and welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show where I'm taking you back to where it all began. Now, on this episode, I'll continue my look at the life and music and ministry of the duo known as Malcolm and Owen. Now, if you remember on the last episode of Full Circle, I focused on the part that Malcolm Wilde played in the formation of some of the most memorable music of the 1970s, along with his solo work in the 80s, accompanied by some interview segments he recorded, especially for my show. And this was due to the fact that I just couldn't get down to Merritt Island, Florida to speak with him. Now, on this episode of Full Circle, the other half of the duel, Alwyn Wall, did the same thing for me, as I certainly couldn't take a plane over to London, England, where he now resides. Alwyn Wall, born 1950 in the town of Sutton and Ashfield in Nottinghamshire, England, his love of music began at an early age, as in which the seeds started to germinate regarding his fascination with the musical genre that would come to be known as rock and roll as well as his musical influences throughout the years.
0: This is Full Circle.
2: I was just a young, young kid listening to Buddy Holly singing. Funnily enough, (laughs) that'll be the day when I die. And um, that was the first song that, that really resonated with me and it kind of sent shivers down my backbone kind of thing. And from that moment, I was into rock music. You know, it wasn't heavy, heavy rock music. It was just simple rock, country rock stuff, uh, rock and roll. Uh, and when I first heard that, that I got switched onto it, and uh, from then on, it was that journey of, you know, listening to all kinds of different artists from that kind of genre of music. That just rock and roll music. I, I love it. It's just simple, speaks the truth, you know. see, it's, it's really cool. My main influence has always been uh, the Beatles. They, uh, you know, I, I grew up with with the Beatles i was a young kid 14 when i kind of first heard the first beatle tracks and so i kind of grew up with with that malcolm and i did and uh it still brings me a lot of joy to listen to 90 percent 99 percent of the beatle music and uh joyful music simple there's an innocence to it nobody n- there's no agenda to it not until later on perhaps but uh even then there was some really great stuff and i um, uh, that's been my greatest influence. But there's others, a lot of others. Simon and Garfunkel, they were another influence, particularly because me and Mal were a duo. And we went to see them in, uh, I think it was Birmingham. Yeah, we went to see them. Just one guitar, two vocals. One of the best concerts I've ever been to ever. Just awesome. My friend, Norman Barrett, guitar player, incredible, humble guy. He is just, uh, was just a, he just passed away this last couple of years and uh, what a gentle soul he, he was, and a great player. And he, he just says, what well, you want me to play? I'll play whatever you want me to And so he did, he played whatever I wanted to play. And he was just a lovely brother, I appreciate him. But he was a great influence on me because it made me want to play and, and learn more and, and uh, do that. And Everly Brothers from when I was a kid, shivers down the back with that kind of music. Uh, Chuck Berry, simple 12-bar blues, rock and roll. Uh, Phil Kagi, gentle man great player Uh, people like Randy Stonehill and Norm you know Larry Norman are are an influence some great music absolutely great music around and there's many more I could speak of but you know you can't go out all night can you
1: (laughs) Alwyn would later move to Liverpool the birthplace of the Beatles which of course was another great musical influence of his as he grew up in the 60s he began playing guitar in local rock and roll bands at the age of 14 And then in July of 1968, at the age of 18, he became a Christian along with his brother-in-law and musical partner, Malcolm Wilde. At the time, they were in a rock band called the Zodiacs, but would soon quit that outfit, and together they started singing about their newfound faith. Owen reflected on one of those early songs.
2: Always on my mind, yeah. That was another you know, doodling with the guitar found this fancy chord, didn't know what it was named as Uh, and I found this slide that you could do on it and keep the same shape and it just made a really nice uh, melodic backdrop to a song I thought that's nice and I thought if I can do that and change key and do it then there's a song and I did, I I think it was in A I did the slide in A and did all that and it was very nice and then I did it in D and it worked I could do the same thing and then I got a a chorus section which was which fitted and it just came and the 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 backdrop of the song is is that how when you're born again Jesus is always on your mind he's there and the you're you're aware of his presence in your life so you're always on my mind That, that was it
0: you're always on my mind you're always there I know feel the time is right for all the world to know. You never teach me wrong. You always put me right. A love that is so strong. Through your hands and feet My God was crucified The sacrifice made
1: Welcome in Alwyn, starting off full circle with the song Always On My Mind from the album Fool's Wisdom. One of those records that can truly be called a landmark album in Jesus music as it was one of the first LPs from the United Kingdom to make a big splash here in the States. Speaking of big splashes, the Jesus movement as it was called in the late 60s and early 70s was a huge spiritual wave that caught the attention of the news media worldwide. And there was literally a big splash along the Pacific Ocean shoreline at Corona Del Mar in Newport Beach, California, as Pastor Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel, also known as the Hippie Church, would have mass baptisms once a month of two to 3,000 new converts to Jesus. So let's let Alwyn share his memories of those early years with Malcolm playing Jesus music, especially the time that the duo spent in California with Pastor Chuck Smith.
2: Oh yeah, I got I got a lot of memories concerning those early years. Mark and I were nervous young, you know, musicians, limited in our understanding of music, trying to write a few songs, but people just picked up on it, and we got to play all over the place in England, and then we had a record deal offered to us and uh, we did Fool's Wisdom and because of that we were invited to the States and we travelled to the States uh, we travelled all over the States from East to West uh, New York to California kind of thing and uh, we travelled down Route 66 I don't know half a dozen times I guess it, but it, it was a, such a exciting time because the Jesus Movement wasn't just California it was it was all over America wherever we went there were kids getting switched on to the Lord and and it was big concerts but I mean we, we used to do concerts to I don't know 2,000 people you know we'd go to a gig and there'd be 2,000 people there and it was and it was wonderful and uh, I remember going to California and, and I remember going first of all when I went to Costa Mesa the first time Mark and I were walking through the car park we'd never seen a church like that and we said, well, what's all these cars here? You know, because we thought it was their football event on somewhere or something, you know. All these cars, thousands of them. I said, no, this is just the church. And uh, the church was incredible. I mean, I, mean the, I think there were rumors at that time that there was about 25,000 people attending that church in those days. The, I mean, we were we used to playing in churches of 50 people or so in England, you know. But to go to a place like that and... and uh, and to have that kind of an audience, you know, and most of them were just young kids, you know, and like us, really. And uh, we found our spiritual home in that area at that time. It was awesome. We were never the same after that. And uh, we, we saw what the Lord could really do and the freedom and the joy, the joy of it. It was an incredible time.
1: Alwyn also recalled the time he went to one of those mass baptisms, which became the inspiration for my next feature song.
2: I think it was a place called Pirate's Cove, um, Corona del Mar. Beautiful place. And uh, we went, everybody says, let's go to the baptism. I says, okay, let's go. We, so we went down early in the day and uh, took the kids, and got the frisbee and the beach ball, and we were playing football and went in and out of the ocean for a while. And then, then the, I mean, I would, I'd already been baptized, but I just wanted to go see it. And then there was literally, literally, or 4,000 people came forward to be baptized. There must have been, I don't know, 20,000, 15,000, whatever it is, standing around watching on the cliff sides and on the on the other side of the whole thing, and um, probably, I don't know, probably 20 or 30 pastors out there baptizing people for about four hours. I've never seen anything like that. So that's, uh, that's buried alive. Yeah.
1: And Alwyn from their sophomore album called Wild Wall, with a song called Buried Alive, inspired by the mass baptisms in the ocean led by the late Pastor Chuck Smith during the heyday of the Jesus movement. And these meetings were also featured on a cover story in Time Magazine regarding what they called the Alternative Jesus in June of 1971. Next up, a song that lays it on the line, revealing the choices that we all must make in our lives during the time that we have here on earth, as well as a call to a self-examination in regards to the sin in your life. Like the character of Christian, in the John Bunyan classic Pilgrim's Progress, we too must make the journey through all kinds of highways and byways, always keeping our eyes on the shining light. Owen shared his reflections Regarding the Jesus Music Classic, a song called "Heaven or Hell,"
2: we didn't want to just tell people a gospel that's only half a gospel. You know, Jesus loves you, yeah, but there's a judgment for sin, and there's a there's a definite separation if we die in our sins. And uh, we wanted to say that because that was basically the gospel. Uh, that's what what it's all about, and. Uh, and so that's that's where I got I got this little riff going on my, my acoustic guitar. And I like the r- little riff. And so I thought, there we go. There's a song there. It's 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 got five notes in it or something like that. There's a song. Let's do it.
1: With a song that starts off sounding like the duo's trademark folk fair, but quickly morphs into a British invasion rock and roll beat reminiscent of the Kings. During those early years, here's Malcolm and Alwyn. With Heaven or Hell On Full Circle with Jerry Bryant
0: Time will tell Heaven or hell What's it to be Blind eyes can't see The fire will burn Never to ease You've nothing to show And no one to please Look what you are white throne you're all on your own you sin and you shame and you're too blame. you'll gnash on your teeth you'll weep with your eyes you've nowhere to turn however you try Look what you are 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 cause you won't go far The Time!
1: In today's world of let's not hurt anyone's feelings or say anything that might convict them, that song from Malcolm and Owen is a wake-up call to all those warm and fuzzy sermons.
3: Hi, this is Bob Bennett. You're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, classic Jesus music looking back to where it all began.
1: This is Jerry Bryant. And at the beginning of this episode, you might recall that Alwyn shared with us his early musical influences. He also recalled those Christian artists that influenced him over the years.
2: Yeah, Larry Norman was a great influence on us. Um, I just think he was a a poet, a great communicator. And um, people like Randy Stonehill, we did concerts with these guys. Uh, one of my favourite artists was a guy named Bob Bennett. He's still, he's still around doing music now. He's a great guitar player, great writer. And uh, his first album, I think it was called Step By... No, second album, maybe. It was the first album I got of Bob's. It was Step By Step, I think it was called. Something like that. And Gloria and I used to, used to play that album. I played it to death. It, was a real, it really ministered to us. And uh, it was just simple truths expressed in a beautiful way, beautiful guitar playing, string sections, you know, bass line. I think Bill Batstone was playing bass for him and they used to write together, I believe. And that was a really, that album impacted me. Um, Love Song, when we first heard the Love Song album, when we got to the States, we thought that was tremendous because in England, we didn't have that kind of music platform. There wasn't that many kind of musicians who could because there was such a huge move of the spirit in America and there's a huge revival uh, just things are happening all the time and so we just uh, we just came in on the back of that and um, it really impacted us and they embraced us they loved us there's a band called the way we, we did some gigs with them and great guys there was a real humility about them as well they weren't they were great musicians and they weren't swaggering at all they were just enjoying the moment and uh, and They really encouraged us a lot so that helped us to flourish and hone our craft if we if we had one <laughs> and uh, It just made us better. We, we enjoyed it uh, and um, uh, There's a lot of people you can think of but you know that initial impact of um, Some of the American guys that we crossed paths with was a really important time for us. Yeah The, the funny thing about it was the m- most memorable thing of it. I mean, we met a lot of gr- great people and um, musicians, lovely people and great artists. But the thing that really hit me first was uh, the music coming out of the church. How the people just worship, and people would write songs, simple songs, and there was a spontaneity about it that really was sweet. And out of it came a, a lot of people playing music and. Uh, it kind of it grew, and there was outreach music. It was like a real special time, and so our songwriting in America seemed to flourish. We just sit down and write songs. They'd come sitting in the sunshine in the, on the beach or something, and they'd just come. And so there was a real creativeness in that time, you know, that we we really enjoyed very 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 much. It was a fantastic time.
0: Full circle. Full circle. Full circle.
2: Full circle. Do you
1: remember Bob Bennett? Well, if not. Let me give you a short rundown of background information on him. Bob was born on March 21, 1955 in Downey, California. Picked up his first guitar at age nine. Formed the first of numerous rock and roll bands while still in high school. In the late 70s, Bob began his walk with Jesus. And his songwriting began to reflect his newfound faith. His recording career has seen releases every three to four years in the late 70s and 80s and every five to six years in the 90s, and continues today, even though sparingly. They say it's the quality, not the quantity. Recently, Bob was quoted as saying, Tearing a page from Mark Twain's quote book about my career, the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. I continue to write, record, and perform concerts living in Southern California, but have guitar will travel is always the rule of the day. So, on this episode, you're going to hear a song from Bob's first album that my special guest Alwyn Wall thought was a song called Step by Step, but the song was actually called First Things First, originally penned by Bob for a friend of his and mine by the name of Kelly Willard, and then released on her own debut album called Blame It on the One I Love in 1978. And, of course... I featured it on episode number 73 of Full Circle. In 2007, Bob released a limited 25th anniversary CD edition of the album, which included newly recorded song-by-song commentaries. And here's a sample of those thoughts Mr. Bennett had regarding the song You're Welcome Here.
3: Very early on in my adventures in and around church, I ran across a tract called, My Heart, Christ's Home. It was the idea that your life is a house and that you have various rooms and sometimes you keep certain rooms locked up and you don't allow the Lord to come into those rooms. I had never heard of it or uh, read it before I wrote the song, You're Welcome Here. The idea comes from the book of Revelation where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock and if anyone hears me and opens the door, I will enter in and I will dine with you and you with me. And although I've always heard that in kind of an evangelical evangelism context. As I dug a little deeper, I was surprised to find that this was something that was being actually said to church people. And Jesus provides a, a rather startling indictment of a group of church people by saying, I'm taking the temperature of your faith, of your commitment. I find it to be lukewarm, and it kind of makes me sick. Now, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but he says in the Old King James, because you're neither hot or cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. Spewing is old-timey talk for kind of losing it, kind of getting sick that's a pretty harsh thing for Jesus to say to a group of people who consider themselves to be true believers, a really pointed indictment. But at the end of such an indictment, Jesus says, But behold, I stand at the door and knock. So whether this song is listened to by someone who is sort of on the outside looking in, or whether it's listened to by people who have been around an awful long time now, like me, the call is to open up our lives and our hearts and allow the Lord the most intimate type of access that we can manage.
4: Lord, I hear you knocking. Been knocking at the door. How long have you been waiting? Seems I never really heard you before. kind of let the place go, I'm ashamed at what you find, but you can make yourself at home, if you're sure that you don't mind, It's when I cry. the company it keeps. And I feel better now that you're Never shown, and I tried to hide inside them, but I guess you've always known and one day you would call me, and I'd awaken from my sleep, and you take me just the way I am. Promise me you'd keep me cause when I cry The roof leaks When the wind blows The walls are weak But a house is known By the company it keeps And I feel better yeah, that you
1: Looking back to 1979, Bob Bennett with You're Welcome Here. And if you'd like to find out more about Bob, you can go to his website at www.bob-bennett.com. That's bob-bennett.com. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of early Jesus music websites available on my links page at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. If you haven't checked out that website, be sure and do so, and make sure and sign up for my newsletter, send me an email, give me your email for special announcements and the like, and, well, you could even listen to all the past episodes you missed. Full Circle is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I'm blessed to have hundreds and hundreds of listeners each and every week from around the world. So would you make this the week? to help meet the financial obligations. I'd really appreciate your help. There's a mailing address and a PayPal button you can use at the site for whatever you feel you want to do as I keep recalling the classics of early Jesus music. Thanks so much for your prayers and go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com
0: Full Circle with Jerry Bryant This is classic Jesus music Where it all began Full circle Full circle With Jerry Bryant
1: Welcome back to the show As I continue to focus on a classic duo From the Jesus music era This is Jerry Bryant In 1977 The duo of Malcolm and Owen Had decided to go their separate ways They departed on good terms With Malcolm pastoring a church in Florida And Alwyn going back to England to form a band. The band was simply called the Alwyn Wall Band, for lack of a better name and consisted of Alwyn on acoustic guitar and vocals, the late Norman Barrett on electric guitar and vocals, Phil Holmes on keyboards and vocals, Tony Hudson on bass and Nick Brotherhood on drums. Their one and only album was called The Prize referring to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 and 25. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This album helped pave the way for the All win Wall Band to tour the U.K. and the U.S., and they would have gone on to further greater things in the US had Alwyn been able to secure his visa, which alas, he did not. And as the father would orchestrate it, this project was the second step in Alwyn’s musical journey. The first thing that hits me on listening to these songs again is the high quality of songwriting. Alwyn was a writer who conveyed important themes. ...while being well able to keep the tune and arrangement aesthetically satisfying. He was a British songwriter, drawing on the rich seams of Lennon and McCartney and other 60s writers... ...who've always held a fascination with American audiences. And my feature song called That's Life is one of those well-crafted songs, both lyrically and melodically. The late Norman Barrett's excellent guitar work adds the icing to the cake which is the second thing I noticed about listening to this album again. Norman was such a fine player, the undisputed United Kingdom champion of guitar licks on many of the Christian music albums in the 70s and 80s that were birthed in the UK. Most people acknowledge the 70s was an important time for music. It was also a special time for music written by Christians. God was saying something to the popular culture of the day, as well as the people. And here are some more musings from Alwyn himself on my feature song.
2: That's life. This is when I was um, with the band. and Well, I got these chords going and Norman put this riff under it. And uh, that was it. I thought, that's a song. And uh, I wrote the song, which was basically talking about the just the suffering in life and the heartache of life, you know. And uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, can't get no sleep, you know, thinking of stuff going on in the world because it was a pretty heavy time at that time and and you just think you, grow, you know you're growing up and you you're learning that life is uh, is tough and there's a lot of people hurting in in the world uh, and the bottom line of what, what i'm trying to say in that song is you know we, we need the lord in our lives and uh, we're living in a fallen world not only the world needs restoration but we do too so that's where that song came from i guess
1: life, Alwyn Wall on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Taking you back to where it all began. And in my next segment of my interview with my special guest, Alwyn Wall, I ask Alwyn how his friendship with Larry Norman
2: impacted him over the years. Larry Norman was an influence to me in that he emboldened us to speak and to communicate. Larry's greatest gift, although he was a great writer, but his greatest gift was the gift of communication with, with, the, with the audience. And, and because we were on tour with him, we learned a lot from him about, you know, just being very natural on, on stage and trying to just be guys uh, who love Jesus and uh, weren't afraid to speak the name of Jesus. And that, he, he kind of emboldened us, that we, we grew in that ability. And he was the one that kind of pushed us more into that area of trying to communicate and just speak stuff and say things that could really connect with people. So he was a great influence in that. He he had great songs at that time. Those early years, he was a real good guy to be around in that sense to learn. You know, because he 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 was a professional musician for years. You know, he knew the ropes when it came to being on stage and stuff like that. So we 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 did learn an, an awful lot from him.
1: In 1982, Alwyn was ready to record another album of songs that he'd written over the past five years, so he enlisted the help of his old friend Larry Norman to produce it. Larry not only ended up producing the album, but was the recording engineer as well, and even wrote some press releases for it saying, Alwyn Wall's everyman approach to life and lyrics have made him an endearing fixture of Christian music in the 70s. It's perhaps rare for any one artist to be as relevant during a second decade, but Alwyn has grown stronger and full of insight into both Christianity and culture. Time has proven him to be a conscience of his generation and a poet for the 80s. The album was called Invisible Warfare, inspired by Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 and 13, which says, Here's Alwyn Wall, Doctor, Doctor, and coming up, special reflections on Alwyn Wall from my old friend Rob Fraser, right here in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> This is Jerry Bryant. Malcolm and Owen's influence in Christian music has, without a doubt, reached hundreds of musicians in the past four decades. Songs that other people recorded and performed, including Cliff Richard, Phil and John, Bill Wickham, and even Pat Boone. You may recall me saying that I felt privileged to book Malcolm and Alwyn in my early Jesus Solid Rock concerts at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois, back in the mid-70s. Now, you see, I would booked many of the Jesus Music bands during those early days of Jesus Music, but that night, the lyrical content of the songs from Malcolm and Alwyn really hit the mark and left an impression on my audience. With songs like Say It Like It Is, Seed of Corn, and, of course, Fool's Wisdom that I highlighted on episode 194 of Full Circle. When that song came out in 1973, I remember it had regular rotation on the Jesus Solid Rock radio show that I had syndicated on over 100 stations at the time. Malcolm and Owen also sang that classic at the late Pastor Chuck Smith Memorial on Sunday, October 27, 2013 at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Chuck was the founder of Calvary Chapel and Maranatha Music that led the way during those days of the Jesus Revolution. And he had passed away on October the 3rd. Malcolm and Alwyn had found some wisdom in a leatherback book. And Papa Chuck just put things into focus for them as well as influencing literally thousands of other disciples around the world. They also sang the prophetic Tomorrow's News that you heard early on in this episode So you can imagine I've been delighted to find the lads again after all these years and have them share with you the rich history of the Jesus movement that we all experienced. There's lots more on this special episode featuring my guest, Owen Wall. But say, I'd like to ask you to send me a note if you've enjoyed this reminiscing and well, maybe there are other bands that you'd like to hear from as well as we recall the classics on Full Circle. You can write me at info at full com. That's info at full com. You know it's an honor to present a program like Full Circle and there's a whole vault of past shows you can access at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com or at the iTunes store, and it's absolutely free. I've posted pictures, links to the ministries of artists who are still serving the Lord today, and a database. You can find the song and the artist you're looking for, and much, much more. So how do we do it, you ask? Well, Full Circle is a listener-supported Jesus Music Radio Show, and as you give, we're able to continue to produce the shows and share the legacy of Jesus Music. Just go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You can explore the webpage, and if you'd like to give, there's a PayPal button right there on the site where you can. And thanks. As I mentioned earlier, both Malcolm Wilde and my guest, Alwyn Wall, are now Calvary Chapel pastors in Florida and London, respectively. I thought I'd let you hear a little bit more of our conversation regarding how that transition took place and what's going on right now in Alwyn's life.
2: Um, it wasn't a transition. M- music is still a great part of my life. I practice music every day. I study music. I love music. So I'm not an ex-musician. I'll always be a musician, I think, till the day I die, you know, and maybe afterwards. (laughs) But the emphasis shifted, that's for sure. It it was God's call, really. After being on the road for many, many years, I was weary of the road and weary of traveling and and being away from my wife. But I just wanted the Lord to use me, you know, and so uh, instead of traveling 100 miles to an audience, I just said, Lord, use me where I can be at home. You know more and I did have a real desire to open up the scriptures like I, like I'd seen Chuck Smith do I looked at him as my uh, inspiration in that how he simply opened up the scriptures and just ministered verse by verse by verse through the Bible. I just thought I want to do that that's what really settled me as a Christian that's what really grounded me it, by going through the scriptures like that it's kind of like the missing parts of the jigsaw puzzle of, of what you don't understand about the Lord about the Bible, slowly all the pieces began to fit and I got a bigger picture of what was being said in the Bible because of that kind of ministry that Chuck had demonstrated. And I thought, you know, I'd love to do that. And so we started doing little Bible studies and, and that kind of grew and I was still doing worship and I was still trying to do that and um, I believe that it was a call of God upon my life at that time. Uh, that God kind of led me into that, and uh, led me to where where I'm at now, with uh, pastoring here in London, and still working on music, writing songs. My son Jan's writing songs, and we've got some nice music together. And uh, we're actually right now in a bit of a creative time. And uh, so, yeah, enjoying. You see, God know He gives you a gift; He doesn't take it off you. He just sometimes pushes it in another direction and uh, and so here we are, we're still working hard with stuff and uh, God is good
1: So let's close out this episode with another song from the album Alwyn Wall did called The Prize The song is a medium tempo pop song that starts out telling the story of Howard Davis who worked in a factory with Alwyn and his musical partner Malcolm Wilde He was the first to share with them about having a personal relationship with Jesus. The tune concludes with the message of how we really need to totally surrender everything in our lives to Jesus. Because living for Him is all that really matters anyway.
0: Wisest man I've ever known Drove a truck that was company
1: that really matters anyway. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky. Let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.